Hello, and welcome to the Newbie Dentist Podcast, the safe place for newbie dentists to connect, collaborate, learn, and grow. The Newbie Dentist Podcast aims to provide high-quality and high-value content for all the newbie dentists out there. With your host, Dr. Omerizami. Welcome to the Newbie Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Omid Azami, and I am uh, really excited to be here with uh, Callum McAllister, uh, who I met over Instagram. Uh, Callum is from Glasgow, Scotland, and graduated from the University of Glasgow in 2016. Uh, He then completed his vocational training in Edinburgh and is now an associate in the same city. Um, So let's just jump right in. Uh, Tell me about your journey into dentistry and sort of uh, what made you get into dentistry and and uh, sort of your pathway since then, what you know, what made you take the steps and choose the school and everything that you did? Sure. Uh, well, just firstly, let's say thanks very much for having us on, uh, the Newbie Dentist. It's an excellent idea for a podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> well, um, well, for, for myself, I, I want to be a dentist since I was actually very young, uh, probably about the age of even six or seven years old. Which is a bit, which is uncommon, but unorthodox. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. Um, but my mum and dad tell me that when I was that young, I, for Christmas one year, I got some sort of uh, set for Christmas. It was like false teeth, and it was like a kids' game. You had really? to like, yeah, like, yeah, take the teeth out and do something. I, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, but for a long, long time. Um, okay. and then you know when I progressed into um, secondary school, um. It was either between medicine or dentistry, but my mum had one of her close friends who was a bit older than her had two daughters who were current who had just graduated as medics, uh, and I was hearing pretty much of the the bad times that they were having. You know, under uh, underpaid, overworked, ridiculous hours, so much stress, and they really weren't enjoying it. So that was a big thing for me as well because I did. work experience both in hospital and uh dental yeah. practice and you know it, it, was, it was obvious to me um that i wanted to go for dentistry for for m- mainly those reasons you know um, i think dentistry isn't nearly as stressful as being a medic but maybe the satisfaction's not quite high uh, yeah. not quite as high yeah, also, see, you know? that, yeah. yeah but i that for me that that that's perfectly fine Okay, so how did, like, so you said you sort of wanted to be a dentist since you were pretty young. What um, exposure did you have to when you were younger? Were your parents, like, dentists or? No, no, not at all. My my, my mom and father both are, were lecturers, um, in, one in uh, computing and the other in economics and accounting. So really not, nothing to do <laughs> medically or, yeah. or uh, at all, to be honest. What about yourself? Um, yeah, so I mean, mine's not quite as uh, glamorous as yours. I, I mean, I wanted to get into medicine for like, the longest time since I was a kid. Um, so my uh, my uncle's a doctor and we have a few dentists in the family, but mostly like growing up and like seeing him, um, he's an ophthalmologist. So when I was younger, he was still like a resident. Um, okay. So I like, it was cool to like see like, the struggle he went through and then like where he is now like 
in his career and everything. So uh, growing up and being in school, I was like um, really focused on doing medicine. And so I got to, so here, uh, I'm not sure in the UK, like if you go straight from high school into like dentistry. Or yeah. You have, yeah. 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 So here we, uh, in Canada and uh, in Australia now more and more, um, and the US. Uh, so you do a bachelor degree first. So during my bachelor yeah, degree, yeah. I was still like uh, pretty much gunning for for medicine most of the whole time, really. And um, I'd applied to med schools here in Canada one year and I got waitlisted and I didn't get in. Um, so, I was exactly the same. Yeah, I, I didn't get in the first year either. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just like, so as, as we were talking over Instagram earlier, like it is like super competitive uh, nowadays. So um, I did an extra year of like bachelor studies to like kind of raise my grades a little bit and like retry. And mm-hmm. then that same cycle of applying, I applied to uh, medical schools in Australia because uh, a lot of Canadians go over there. It's a pretty similar system with the, within the Commonwealth. And um, on the application form, it basically it was like, you know, I had to submit your grades and all that. And there's a box on the top and literally had to like tick, you know, MD or uh, DDS or both. And I was like, well, yeah. there's no extra fee or anything. So I might as well just put DDS as well. And then we'll see how I can decide after if I get in. Um, sure. And like no previous exposure to dentistry at all. Like not even like a passing thought. So I, um, I got into med there and then a month later, um, uh, I got an offer from dentistry. The offers come out a bit later. And so I was a bit torn of what to do. Um, I still want to do med, but the only downside of med, you know, beyond the stuff that you mentioned with like uh, the tough yeah, times yeah. to go through and all that uh, is if uh, like as a Canadian, if you go abroad to study. So, um, you know, a lot of Canadians actually go to Ireland and stuff as well. So uh, coming back to Canada is a bit tricky because uh, you got to come back to Canada for like your residency training to you know get your specialty, um, wow. and there's a few spots like they you're in a separate like pool of applicants coming back to Canada, so it's it's tricky to get more competitive specialties or even like, any specialty like the average uh, acceptance rate is like probably like forty percent I would say. Um, wow. So I, I don't want to go to Australia and then be stuck and not be able to come back to Canada to like work and practice and everything. So, uh, luckily with dentistry, um, they made an agreement, I think in 2010 with, uh, Canada and New Zealand and Ireland. Uh, so there's reciprocal agreements. So like Australian grads can come to Canada and work. Canadian grads can go to like Ireland or New Zealand or Australia to work. Uh, oh, okay. so it was a bit more mobile. Like I was like, if I'm going to do dentistry, I want to be sure I can like come back home and start practicing right away. So, um, in the end, I just, yeah, that's what happened. I decided to do dentistry like last minute sort of thing. And, uh, I got lucky, I guess, cause I actually really do enjoy it. And, uh, it's, it's a good profession. It's pretty challenging. I mean, we're, we're pretty new still, right? So we're, uh, yeah, exactly. we're coming up to new things every day and new challenges and, uh, different and pushing yourself to do like more and more tasks and different procedures yeah and stuff. get, get more cool. and more complex exactly it yeah it's great it's great okay. no I, I think it's, it's a it's a brilliant profession yeah i really do uh, I, I love it I, I really do yeah so you mentioned uh you did some vocational training is that like a one like a one-year residency you guys do over there after dental school or is that yeah, yeah that's correct so uh, how it works in 
the, the the UK is basically after you graduate, you 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 do one year where you're you're still fully qualified. You've graduated from university, but yeah. you're you do a vocational training year, which means you go into a system where you have a trainer and you're a trainee and you're kind of kept under their wing. So if you ever need any help with anything, because obviously you can't do everything in dental school. Yeah. Uh, and even if you do, you're only going to do it once, probably. Even you know some some things, some certain procedures. So they're there as as a crux for you. You know the the entire for the entire year, which I think is an excellent idea. It's an excellent system. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it was it was brought in, I think. Oh goodness, I think it was brought in maybe the very late '80s or early early '90s. Um, and it's it's still going strong. And it was actually brought in by the former dean, or what you would call a dean, uh, yeah. the principal of the Glasgow University. Oh, nice. Um, okay. So it, it's good. It's definitely a good idea, I think. And then after that, the, the world's your oyster. You can do what you choose. A lot of <laughs> some people will stay in uh, general dentistry. Some people, some of my colleagues have went into the CT system, which is basically a hospital-based system. Yeah. Uh, if, you know, if you want to specialize or anything like that. So yeah, that that, that that's really that's, it, to be honest. That's pretty cool. It's very competitive. Yeah. So is it um, everyone has to do vocational training, or is it certain people get to do it? Well, well, everybody does do it, but technically, if I mean I don't know how this would ever happen, but if you went straight into pra- uh, private practice. Which doesn't, re- and I know that's a lot different for 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 America and Canada. Yeah, because you're pretty much all private practice, am I right? Yeah, majority. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, so um, which really isn't the case here. Uh, you do, you do have private practices here, but not not nearly as many as the, than you do. Yeah, a mixed NHS and, and private. So for for any reason, if someone went straight into a private job, which firstly they're not going to get because they don't have the experience, and you know no principle of a private practice is going to take a, a a person that's just graduated yeah <laughs> so so really no it would never happen unless unless they, they were an inside job and they, you know they had a ringer yeah and it was the yeah, it was, it was the, maybe a family member owned a private practice yeah, but no, parents as as I, yeah exactly as far as i'm aware every, everybody did it. okay that's pretty cool and is it um so is it in a hot so the, the vocational training is not hospital based right like you're within like NHS sort of no. clinics and there's like more senior dentists with you working? Yeah, yeah. It's completely g- g- it's general dentistry. But there, there is also, um, they've actually just done away with it this year. So this this year will be the last year. So you have VT, which is the one-year scheme. Yeah. And then you have LDFT, which means, um, oh, goodness, long, longitude, longitudinal, oh, what does it stand for again? Longitudinal something foundation training yeah and basically that's a two-year scheme where you're both you're uh, two and a half days a week you're in practice and two and a half days a week you're in hospital that's a good opportunity is that open to non like can i like for example if i graduate like in canada can i come and do that or it's it's really hard to get into if you're not from like Scotland. Um, that's a good idea. Well, if you were coming over here, there's an exam that you need to sit, which is the overseas exam, the OSE. Yeah. Um, 
and that you just basically need to make sure that you know the things that how things are done here because I know for me to go to Canada, it's about ten ten thousand pounds worth of exams I would need to sit. It's pretty tricky, yeah. If you're <laughs> yeah, not from uh, yeah. if you if you're from Ireland, you'd be okay. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just kind but, of silly, uh, and like, when you look at it that way, but um, it is, it is. Yeah, but even through just you know how I mean, we obviously met through Instagram. Yeah, but there's there's a stark difference in how things are done. Even you know when I look at some of the when some of the the dentists that i follow or some of the pages that i follow on instagram oh yeah uh, things are done a lot differently here compared to compared to america what are some examples i'm curious well i uh, personally i i think they they very much over treat there uh and they're very much based on um cosmetic rather than um than anything else if i'm honest yeah, I, I see. I, I see cases where maybe six or eight teeth are getting veneered in each arch. Yeah, and they look and the teeth look great beforehand. I, I don't yeah. understand why. It's like a minor like improvement. Yeah, I've seen those yeah. cases too. And, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, you see that a lot. I think. Yeah, and to be honest, like that's one of the reasons I um, like I started like my page, the newbie dentist page, um, because like like you're saying, I was you know I was a new grad and I was like doing work i'm just like doing you know i'm not doing like 12 veneers or anything like that i'm just kind of doing basic restorative like bit of extraction some endo and stuff and there wasn't much of that kind of work being posted um i find like maybe a little bit more than now so i was just like all i'm seeing is like all these like full arch implants and like crazy like full mouth rehabs and like there's nothing for me to like look at and be like oh yeah this is what i do like on a day-to-day basis yeah i know i completely agree i completely agree i think almost an element of it is trying to it's like one-upmanship oh no i can do that better but it's more it's more for the clinician rather than it is for the the patient that's been put put first yeah that's that's how i view some some of the 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 cases yeah and that's i mean i've been i've been putting a lot of thought into like the whole instagram thing now and and sort of seeing like different trends and patterns and how things like trying to get to the get to the bottom of like why a person has like the type of uh, page that they have like what's their motive behind it like um, and it's interesting like obviously there's some people that um, like I don't know if you follow like the SF Dental Nerd uh, he's got a pretty big Instagram page so he's based out of San Francisco in the US um, okay. so he's got like a you know fifteen thousand followers but his is more like lighthearted it's not really clinical so he uses it more as a tool for like, you know, recruiting patients. So people like for the general population to see his page and be like, oh, this guy seems like a pretty, pretty cool dentist. Like I'll go see sure. him. I'm I'm, ha- I'm having a quick look through his page just now. Yeah. yeah. Most of it's like memes or yeah. 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 No, nothing too, too crazy. Yeah. So he's, so he's kind of like, you know, mastered like that side of it of like uh, using Instagram as like a marketing tool to like market himself to, to the general population. Cause there's a lot of competition. I mean, I don't know if, it might be there different over there. Like you said, there's not as many private offices because it's more like NHS sort of based thing. But here, like if you're in a major city and you're driving down the street, like even in my town, like I live um, like 45 minutes North of Toronto, like in a smaller suburb. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you're driving and you get to an intersection, uh, there'll be four dental offices, like one in each corner. So, Oh yeah. So same here. I mean, yeah. I work in a, a practice and I'm, I work in a high street and we're one of three practices within I mean, literally, you could run the distance between one of the practices and the other in 10 seconds. Yeah. You know, right beside each other. Yeah. So, like, that, I think that competition is like a lot of 
dentists and dental offices are obviously getting on Instagram now and like promoting themselves through Instagram to try and like, you know, capture the audience. And then the other side of it, I think it's, it's more for like specialists. And I was talking to a guy, uh, I was at a wedding last night actually, and he's a, he's a periodontist. He just graduated. And um, I was like, why don't you have like an Instagram page showing off like your implant cases? Cause they're doing a lot of work. Like he's, he's done over like 600 implants, like during his, um, oh. during his like residency. And so, he, so, Sorry, is he? Uh, do you mean he's just graduated from dental school, or he's graduated as a specialist? In uh, as a specialist, pathology? yeah, as a specialist. Right, okay, so he, yeah. so he was already a dentist for a few years beforehand. Um, yes and no. I mean, there's so many programs here. Um, I mean, he's he's like a special case because he was like top of his class, like a really smart dude. Um, he, I think he got straight in, so he didn't work for a couple of years. He just went straight into specializing, um, and that does happen here, like from time to time, and a lot of people um here that want to go the specialist route um especially more like the surgical side of things uh mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily like endo or pros or anything like that um i'm finding so we have like residencies they're called so they do like a one-year general practice residency in a hospital-based system and then basically the following year they'll get into like whatever specialty they're they're trying to do so a lot of the specialists i think from for like our generation will be like not having that you know two or three years like general practice private practice or work experience before uh, getting oh, into a specialty here yeah um so yeah i think with, with the instagram thing those cases are just ridiculous i think it's two two twofold yeah like what one you said is like the one-upmanship of like just trying to show up the other guy and say i'm a better clinician and i think two is which i think is a new sort of thing like which has a good prospect and this is what i was talking to the guy last night about is um as a specialist if i'm a general dentist and you know you're a general dentist and we're on instagram and you see you see a guy doing some good work in your town um, on Instagram. You might like refer to him because you've seen his sort of his portfolios yeah, out there in the open. Yeah, that's what's going about. Yeah, so I think that's a that's an upcoming thing. So a lot of these guys that are posting these crazy cases, yes, they're showing off to some extent, but also it's it's a way of them getting their brand out there and and general dentists recognizing like this guy does good work and referring to that. So uh, yeah, so it's a it's an interesting space. I think it's a cool time too for us and I. And this is what I want to get into next with you is like, we have so much resources available to like learn from like constantly. Um, like I'm, yeah, you, know, you know, I'm in the office between patients. Like if my schedule is not super packed, uh, like I'm sitting there like on Instagram or on YouTube or on, you know, even on Facebook and there's like people posting cases and, and troubleshooting different you know, issues that they're having. And there's like immediate feedback, which is pretty cool. Um, so I think, yeah, we definitely live in a different age now. Yeah. It's, like, it's awesome. Five, 10 years ago. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Instagram is great. I I feel that that's also a big difference between here and and over the pond, as yeah. you guys say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> um, I feel that over there, people use social media a lot more in dentistry and medicine, um, whereas people over here very much hesitate to do that because they're a bit more worried that something's going to happen i don't know yeah. i can't try to articulate it yeah i think they're just more hesitant to do it yeah. over here if i'm honest okay. um there's not many i don't think there's any that i that, that, I, that I follow on instagram i mean i have colleagues yeah that I follow. They, they they very much not specifically putting up cases all day and day it may be one every few months that they put up just as a kind of oh yeah I, i'm also a dentist kind yeah. of thing. There's, no, there's no specific 
then to Instagram page that I follow or know of uh, okay. um, in the UK, yeah. which is which is interesting. Um, Do you think that's because uh, I know, um, like the, the Italians and the Spanish seem to have a lot. Uh, like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So no, it's I agree. That, I think, like even Europe as a whole is not the same. I think. Maybe yeah, yeah. Europe. I don't think it's a European thing. I yeah. think it's very much a UK thing. So I think, um, do you think it's like you guys are just like more conservative about that, or? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't really know why, but uh, I definitely find that. Yeah. Well, you can be a um, pioneer. So. <laughs> well, hopefully that's, that's the plan. <laughs> But no, I think that I think it's a good thing. I think it's a great thing yeah. as long as it's done correctly and it's done well and it's done for educational purposes. Yeah, I think it's a great thing for sure. And I mean, it's it's pretty um, like anonymous, right? Like the patient's identity for the most part. There's no way of like of that getting out. So in terms of like that kind of confidentiality side of things, I think it's okay. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, I like I feel bad. Like I, in my offices that I take these pictures, like I don't tell the patient necessarily. So I feel bad. Like I need to. I think I need to put it into like the new patient forms. Um, I mean, I for like any some sort of consent, right, to have the photos taken for for like sure. um, educational purposes or something. I think I should put yeah, that in. Just I, to... I, I've got a, I've got a nice template that actually I, I, I'll send you if you like. Yeah, it's really awesome. nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a really nice template that I use for my patients. Yeah. Um, because over here we have different levels of consent. Um, you know, A, B, and C. A being, you know, you, you can pretty much use the pictures for anything, mm-hmm. um, whether that be social media or anything else. B is kind of you can use it in maybe like a scientific journal or educational purposes, and C is basically you're just taking them for the patient's file. You know, okay. just it's just for clinical use. Um, but it's quite it's quite nice. I use that for all my patients. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome if you can send that over. So is it yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the the patient picks which tier they're like consenting yes. to? Okay. Yes. That's so, so, so simple. Three, yeah. Yeah. There's three different signatures that they can get. You can say you know A, B, or C, and then um, it's always nice when they go for A yeah. because then you can use it whenever you like. Um, so but I, it's, it's completely up to them. And have you found most people are okay with it, or a lot of them question you and not sign everybody? It? Everybody bar one patient that I've asked has been more has obliged. Okay, that's really good. Thanks. Yeah, if yeah. you can do, I'll definitely start using it. I think that'll be um, at least yeah, the patient knows, so you don't have that. I mean, like not necessarily that anything's gonna happen, but like just to cover yourself, anyways, right? To be safe. Um, can never be too safe. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So what I want to jump into more is like sort of your day to day, and talk about like associate life and sort of what procedures sure. you're doing and like um what uh what you're focusing on in terms of like continuing education if you're mm-hmm. like doing formal ones or just like you're coming home and you're just like searching stuff on youtube or um uh, so yeah just talk to me about like what do you do like just talk about like your average week and like number of cases you're doing and what kind of procedures sure. you're doing and then the education side of things afterwards okay uh, well i work in a practice a two surgery practice uh, i'm the full-time dentist that's that works there and there is one other dentist that works and they work two day two days a week so i i'm there can you know monday to friday yeah um so any emergencies i see uh average wise i would say uh, upward of 20 patients a day which isn't which isn't too crazy you know i i know some dentists that, that are up to 40 a day you know yeah, wow. <laughs> so i i my my hours are about about half past eight about six o'clock so, yeah um day-to-day wide range um lots of caries lots of periodontal disease um not huge amount of extractions which is always 
nice. I, I, I enjoy doing extractions, yeah. but you know, you for the patient's sake. <laughs> no, yeah, for the patient's sake, don't want to. But uh, not not too many. Really, only just um, uh, yeah, not 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 too many at all. Yeah. Uh, endo. Yeah. Not not huge amounts. In my VT practice, I got one one of the great things that that, that I really loved about it is I got a lot of endo work. Yeah, which which is great. Really, I mean, I'm, did you do a lot in yeah. school or? Uh, yeah. Well. Well, we in school we had we in dental school we had a specific you know we had endo clinics and yeah. we had to do so many by the end of yeah. the five years, mm-hmm. but um, in my VT you know I blasted maybe like five times them ten times that probably them awesome. that I did yeah so it was great it was it was really good for that, uh, but but yeah a wide wide range of things not so much um, cosmetic dentistry not a lot of it's very much. Um, NHS with it with a little bit of private other rather than the other way around. Yeah. Um. So the I wouldn't say that I'm doing a lot of um you know veneer cases or or anything close to full mouth rehabilitation or anything like that. Yeah. Um. Just bog standard general dentistry. Kind of middle of the road, I would say. Uh, and yourself um yeah so i mean it's a bit hard like i'm so i it was a bit tricky for me too because i like i graduated in australia so i came back and i didn't really have um much of an idea really of like what to look for in uh, like associate positions um so i started off uh sort of like right in the city of toronto like in a nice like sort of flashy looking um office there and uh yeah, I was there for like a couple of months and it just wasn't super busy. Uh, maybe like, like that's why I'm like just mind boggled. Like you say, like you see 20 patients a day. Um, I would see like maybe like three or four and that was like a pretty solid day. Um, wow. Yeah, so I was there for a bit and then I decided, you know, once I started to kind of get my feet under me and, and figure out how the system works here and, you know, what to look for in a good job and, and all that. And that's also one of the uh, factors that I wanted to like, sort of start this podcast was um, you know, talking to like new grads or even like final year dental students and talking to them about uh, what to look for in a job, what what sort of factors you should consider like before signing a contract or getting started and all that. Yeah. Because uh, like a lot, I think I made a lot of mistakes in the beginning, which is good. I mean, I learned a lot from it. Um, yeah, better learning early. Yeah, exactly. So I started off serving sort of two offices, and within two months, I was out of those both both of those offices and. I sort of moved a little bit away from the city um, and a bit north of the city, like in the smaller sort of uh, regional areas because uh, sure. there's a little bit less saturation of dentists and a little bit busier. So um, I have a couple of an interesting setup. Like I work in four different offices. Uh, so I work, wow. I work like f- uh, six and a half days. So I basically have every other Saturday off. Wow. Uh, I no rest for the wicked. <laughs> but I mean, my days are pretty chill. Like today, I've, I worked like nine to two, so like I can't complain oh, too okay. much. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's not too. Yeah, bad. so I got time. Like I go to the gym and I got time to do like these side hobbies and everything. Um, but yeah, so uh, one office I work at is sort of um, so here. I mean, North America. I'm sure it's the same over there because I know it's the same in Australia. Um, there's a lot of like corporate chains. So um, mm-hmm. like one big company owns like you know. 
five, 10, 15, 20, depending on the size, number of offices. Yeah. Um, so I work in, there's one called Dental Corp, uh, which actually um, was originally an Australian company and then they started like a branch in Canada. Um, so these guys are pretty large and they own about uh, 200 offices like throughout Canada. Wow. Um, but yeah, their model is interesting because they don't, uh, so they'll buy an existing practice, but they don't re- rename it or anything. So they keep it the same name and same dentist or stays on um but the management yeah but the management side of it and like the admin side of it and like the payroll it comes centralized to the corporation um yeah so the so usually for like the older docs who like don't want to deal with that headache anymore so they kind of just want to show up and work and go home as a like basically like an employee like in their own practice sure Um, yeah so one of those offices i work out um one of the offices I work at is that kind. Um, and it's an older office that's been there for like 20, 25, six years, I think. And um, that's really busy. So the, there's two principal dentists there and they do not a lot of surgical stuff, but a lot of restorative. So they do like a lot of uh, aging clientele. So they do like a lot of crowns and that kind of stuff there. Um, and they just sort of uh, funnel me work. So I don't see many new patients there. They just kind of treatment plan and then they give me work. So I show up and I just have like a pretty decent schedule and I just do a lot of restorative there. Um, in another office, it's a, it's a, it's two dentists and they own two offices. And this is their new one, which they opened maybe just over a year and a half ago. And um, so it's, a, it's like a startup practice. So it doesn't have a huge patient base. Um, but when I go there, it's good because I'm, I'm there by myself and um, I see all the new patients. So I see the new patients, I treatment plan, and I get to do all the procedures. Uh, so even though it's not as busy in that office, I'm doing a lot of endo there. I'm doing a lot of, uh, like basically like all my cool cases that I post on Instagram, I'm pretty much doing it at that office because I get to like right. sort of do a bit of everything. Um, sure. Yeah, so that's been a good experience. Like even though it's not the most productive office because I'm not super busy there, I, um, I get to sort of like do my own thing and sort of work within my comfort zone and and like push it a little bit too. So I get to like I'm doing a lot of molar endos there, uh, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of crowns and stuff, which is a good experience. Because I, well, I know a lot of like colleagues that um, sort of work, they graduate at the same time as me, like from Australia that came over uh, back to Canada with me because they're Canadians as well. Um, they're just like doing mostly restorative, like ninety five percent of the time just you know carries uh, not too much endo not too much um oral surgery not too much pause so um yeah so that's pretty much it from my end of things but i wish i was busier like it's uh, i mean obviously our comp because we're not a public system here it's all private um we get better compensated for procedures i think than you guys do for like your nhs sort of cases oh yeah oh, uh, I but i think that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i think I can honestly say, like at this stage of like our career, I think you guys have it better because you get to do volume and like yeah, maybe the money like may not be as great right away, but at least you guys are getting like so much more experience. Like if you're seeing twenty patients a day and I'm seeing like five patients a day, um, it makes a big difference, right? Like in our skill set sure. and our speed and everything. Well, so well, you touch on um, kind of it's very your scenario is very similar to my vt year yeah so in the vt year you're very much encouraged at the start to take it nice and slow as possible you know you you're having half an hour exams mm-hmm. um at the start and in the, in the, in the maybe the first month first two months until you eventually 
taper it down and down and down. Yeah. Um, and that's what it's all about because obviously at dental school, you know, well, we had two hours or, <laughs> yeah. or an hour to do, to do. It's crazy looking things. back, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, it's very much tapering things down. So it comes, you know, eventually it get, you get there. Um, the volume doesn't just come at, at, at the snap of a finger. Yeah. But it's very much what one of the, one of the best reasons that it, why I think that VT is an excellent idea is because you get the basics down first. You you learn how to be how how to diagnose, how to treatment plan because mm-hmm. that because you have a long appointment and you're yeah. not rushed because if you're rushing all the time, you go straight in. You're doing five. You're you're doing ten minute exams. No way are you going to be able to do things well. Yeah, you know? for sure. Uh, so if you learn how to do things well and then speed it up, rather than trying to do both at the same time, it's very much it's better for your patients. It's better for uh, you as a clinician, and you just it, it just makes things so much easier, so much smoother. So that, I can attest to that being a very good thing about VT. Yeah, that's um, awesome. That sounds like a great thing. Because yeah, here I mean, um, yeah, speed is a big thing, uh, and I, I mean I generally like even during dental school like i'm just a I'm not a very patient guy so i don't like to kind of sit there and like perfect things i just like i like to get it done so i'm like decently quick at doing procedures which is uh it's been pretty good like i, I get to get get through more but like i think you're right uh, the fundamentals maybe and uh picking up bad habits i think it's it's one thing i'm like really careful of uh especially because yeah. i'm working alone most of the time so there's no one there to be like you know that's not the proper way to yeah, do things yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you really gotta have that self uh, self-policing almost and be like take a step back okay let's let's review like this am i doing it properly am i doing it the best way that's you know that i can be kind of thing and not just like rushing through cases um, yeah absolutely no one's going to tell you you're doing it wrong yeah exactly yeah. so and yeah we haven't been there i guess long enough to see because that's the thing with dental school right like you do work and you're not there long enough to see it fail so um you Correct. think you did a great job that you don't know necessarily so no, absolutely. I, I agree 100%. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So what do you do um, outside of work in terms of uh, classes or continuing education? Like what kind of stuff are you focusing on learning? Um, how are you prioritizing? Like what kind of specialty you sort of focus on and all that? Sure. Um, well, I just, I've just sat a, a postgraduate exam to try and gain entry into the, uh, the Royal College of Surgeons of Edinburgh. Okay. Which is a two-part exam that you sit. Uh, the first part is a multiple choice exam, two hundred questions, mm-hmm. and then the part two is like an OSCE exam. Yeah. So like, um, you know, a practical exam with various stations and actors and things. Yeah. So that's from that side of things. Um, I've done that, and from CPD point of view, um, continuing education. Yeah. Really, just whatever I, I. I've, I think both areas that I would like to know more about and I, th- I feel that I lack and also areas that I really enjoy. And, you, you know, it, it, you need to do both. There's no point in shying away from areas that you really don't like. Yeah, especially this early, I think. Yeah, so you know, I'm not the greatest fan of pediatric dentistry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think as many courses about that, subject or subspecialties within that subject is, is a good idea because I want to get to a stage where I not all, I mean, you know, 
kind of jack of all trades that's a general dentist kind of by definition but yeah. you want to be at a high level of jack of all trades exactly you know yeah. being second best to everything in my opinion would is better than being first best in very one one very very specific thing yeah you know um so i i really enjoy endo so i i went to i was at a cpd course for endodontics that was excellent down in glasgow and i'm not too sure about the future what if i'd like to specialize but um i i, I kind of just anything i can find really i i, I go to as long as i can afford it pretty yeah. much um, <laughs> it gets pretty expensive I, it adds up oh, pretty yeah. quick yeah yeah the i i saw recently the you uh, the, the invisalign course on instagram we had one here not last weekend but the weekend before and it was about it was close to it was about 2500 2600 really? pounds was it a one-day course the, no two-day for the weekend yeah uh, yeah. I got, yeah i got lucky for that one because uh like i mentioned i work for uh one of the offices as part of that dental corporation chain uh-huh. um so they offer some c like uh, continuing education courses for free for like employees or associates um, so that was lucky. I got to go to that that line one. That was actually free for us. So that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, you lucky dog. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah that, but yeah, have you started like any it. cases? Because I know they encourage you to like, sort of jump right in. Have you? Started, like... Well, I didn't go. I I, I, oh, I couldn't didn't... afford it. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah. I didn't go. I didn't go. But I I plan to go to the next to the next one. Uh, which won't be until after Christmas, which is fine. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, Save I'm up happy a with bit. that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you do much um, online stuff, or you usually prefer to go there and be there in person? I like to be there in person. Online, there's some websites that that I like. There's one called Dental Elf, which is actually which is very good. Really, I haven't heard of uh, that. Dental Elf. Yeah, Dental Elf. Yeah, it's good. It it, it goes over you know evidence based dentistry, any systematic reviews that there have been of randomized controlled trials. That's awesome. So yeah, check it out. yeah so that. Yeah, so that that's nice. Kind of just daily updating that. You know, they usually post two or three articles a day. Yeah. Um, that's nice. I do I do use YouTube for some yeah. things. Just um, you know, there's a, there's a really I can't remember the name of the the, the channel, but there's a really good uh, maxillofacial surgeon that posts uh various surgical procedures on YouTube, and it's just incredible how quickly he does things. It makes it look so easy. Yeah, that's what I watch it. Wasn't, yeah. the, it didn't listen to surgical removals as if it's nothing, you know. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, so I I really like to to watch them, and I think they're great. I think I think, uh, again, we didn't really have any of this kind of stuff like ten years ago. So yeah. I think use it, use it. Instagram's good as well. I think Instagram's more just getting those final little tweaks, those perfect finishes on things, rather yeah. than you know you're not learning the whole thing. Yeah, it's hard. It's you a know. it's a hard me- it's a hard platform to to do that on to like show start to finish kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah I, 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 preferably there in person. When you're there in person, you you can you can actually ask the person who's who's mm-hmm. who's the specialist. Yeah, I, I tend to wait right to the end until everybody else is you know left, and then ask the person. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the way you gotta do. Mind. You may ask you all these questions and they're there for another 15 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, 99% of them are so enthusiastic about the subject because, yeah. you know, they wouldn't do it if they weren't, that they're more than happy to oblige. 
which yeah, is great. That's awesome. And and another benefit of it is you get to meet other people, like other dentists, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's a certain. Uh, I mean, I've heard this. I don't know this firsthand because I've only been out for so long, but um, you'll start to see the same people like over and over at these courses, like as you go through the years. Um, because there's a certain type of dentist, you know, that's going to put in the hours and the money sort of to yeah, keep yeah, learning exactly. over the years. So you become pretty, you know, good friends uh, with those kind of people that, you know, keep coming out to those um, courses and stuff. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Like for me, like one of the hard things is because I, like, I'm working like, I mean, I don't work full days. So I, would, I just make that up by working more days. Um, so it's hard. Like when I'm taking a course in person, like it's like a double hit because, um, like one is you pay for the course and then second, okay. like you miss work, you know, for like, and you miss work as well, yeah, yeah. So it's like such a, so I, I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of online stuff, uh, like some unofficial stuff, you know, like YouTube and all that. Um, and then here we have, uh, in North America, we have like the AGD, like the Academy of General Dentistry. Um, mm-hmm. so these are, these add up pretty quick. So they have sort of online membership. So you pay for the year. And then you get access to like their sort of library of online uh, CE courses. Okay. And um, some of them, like I think you get like five for free per per year. And then if you want to do more, uh, you just have to. It's like it's pretty inexpensive, like maybe twenty or thirty dollars per course. Um, and you can watch that online. But yeah, like the downfall of it is, like you said, you're not there to ask questions. Um, it's not hands on, also, and also, and you don't get to meet other people to sort of uh, network a little bit. Um. Okay, so what's what procedures are you like having a hard time with right now? Like what that you like you see on your schedule? Like oh, that's gonna be tricky. Sure. Um, I don't do I don't do much surgery, if any, if, if I'm honest. Yeah. I, I don't I don't do wisdom tooth surgical removals. Mm-hmm. I would I wouldn't be very I wouldn't be extremely confident in doing a a surgical removal of. You know any other tooth yeah you know even um if i'm quite honest well firstly i i don't have the resources to do bone removal you know i don't oh, wow, i don't yeah. have i don't have a surgical handpiece oh, okay interesting um and that that's very much the case in 90 percent i would say upwards of 90 percent of most general dental practices and yeah in, in the uk unless you have a special interest or obviously if you're a normal surgeon yes you will have yeah. that kind of thing but you know, an NHS practice doesn't have that, yeah. and um, the reasons why are numerous. Uh, but the first and main reason, you know, the, the remuneration, the it's not it's it's not that well remunerated compared to the cost of the equipment and the time that it takes you to do. And the stress. And I think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the other thing, I don't think a lot of people would be happy to do. It. Yeah. Uh, Especially because you guys, like, you'd only be under local, right? Like, you don't have access to any sort of, like, sedation or anything like that. Not really, not really. I mean, we can prescribe, um, we can prescribe diazepam beforehand, but just oral diazepam beforehand for the patients to come in, but it's a very, very mild sedative benefit. Yeah. Uh, You can do intravenous sedation, you can do uh, with midazolam, or you can do inhalation and sedation but you really need to have postgraduate courses in them to do yeah, them yeah and again they you, typically you wouldn't find that in a general in a general dental practice especially in nhs practice yeah you would either be sending to a specialist or the hospital for, for that kind of service mm-hmm. um so surgical i don't do a lot of surgicals if any 
uh, if I'm honest. I one that you probably wouldn't expect to hear is I really I, I really like uh, Endo, like I said before. So yeah. I, I relish when I get a good end. I love to, you know like a, a challenge. Yeah. Uh, today I had a, a what was it a uh, upper left six today and I was just oh it was great. I was, you know I was looking forward to it. Did you find you your MB two? Not 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 today. I didn't find it today. <laughs> But I um I endeavour to find it next time. Yeah. Um, what else? I, what did I not enjoy? Um, really, that that that's really it. That's the th- one thing that would really throw me off. Um, yeah, like maybe maybe case, doing a yeah. yeah surgical case or maybe doing a post crown and a posterior tooth. I yeah. wouldn't be too, I wouldn't be overly fussed. At, you know, I'd be kind of worried about that um i've not i've not done many of them yeah post ground on anterior teeth I'd be, I'd be fine with but posterior it's just it's, it's a bit tricky yeah it's, it's tricky it's difficult access is difficult um you know you need to choose which canal you're going to go for uh, a numerous reason but um yeah uh what else we don't do an awful like i was saying before um cosmetic dentistry isn't nearly as big here than it is in America. I'm not sure about Canada, but I'm guessing it's more so than here. So not a lot of veneer preparations or anything along those lines here. So yeah. not that I wouldn't enjoy doing it, but we we don't get a lot of it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, with those, it's interesting with the cosmetic is because I mean in, in Canada, there's it's very like insurance driven. Um, so most people have in like. Uh, dental coverage through their employer so their company will yeah. buy into a plan and so like you know the average person probably has like $1,500 worth of dental coverage for the year um, and it doesn't and that's for mostly for basics so like restorative endo like cleanings x-rays and all that exams and all that um, so I think you have to it's very situational like you have to be in a good demographic area for people who can like afford to spend that kind of money like outside of insurance to do that kind of work so it's harder so i think maybe like yeah in the larger cities or if you're in a more like affluent area it might be more common um but yeah i don't think it's like as widespread and i mean there's like thousands of dentists in the u.s and you know we have a small sample size of like people on instagram right so i don't even necessarily think it's like as common as it may be portrayed as like on Instagram. Yeah, you, you might be right. Again, um, taking into account the lack of uh, Instagram use or f- social media use for dentistry over here. So yeah, you're probably yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, it's good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm the same with like endo. Um, I think that's my favorite thing to do because um, it's such a challenging and it's like exciting. Like, you go in there, like your access is nice and then like finding the canal. Like there's so many like checkpoints that like mentally like you find the canals, you're like, okay, like like deep breath, like and then you get your working length, like, okay, next deep breath and then um <laughs> and then you optrade and then that's the my biggest rush of my like week is like after optrading, like that you're waiting for that final radiograph to come in to check if everything's to length yeah. and all that. So like yeah. my heart's like pounding and then it comes back like, Oh thank God, like it turned out okay, so uh, yeah, it's a fun procedure to do endo. I think it's one of my favorite. I was uh, with pro- like crowns, um, like my first. I want to say like my first six months of like working, I I did maybe like three crowns. So I was just like, I was losing confidence in like even trimming planning for it because I wasn't getting to do them much. 
Um, and like anything, like if you're not doing it frequently enough, like you, you know, you, you lose the, the confidence or um, you feel like you've lost the skills to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But luckily at this the past month has been like, for some whatever reason, like it just worked out with all my treatment plans from the, like getting approved with insurance and stuff. So I had like six or seven crowns that I did this month, which is, it's like a massive increase to like the past six months. So, um, but yeah, luckily like I found because we're doing like, you know, cavity preps all day and everything, like our hand skills are so, so much better than, you know, they used to be. Right. So, um, it's actually not as bad as I thought it would be, uh, like doing crown preps and, uh, yeah, that's a fun area. I'm getting more excited about that and I'm getting more, con- like, I think it's worth anything. Like as you get more skill in a certain procedure, um, you more confident treatment planning it. So you get to do it more and more. Um, uh, especially like for, I'm not sure like over there, but definitely for me, I'm finding here. That's, that's uh, something that I'm seeing. So uh, as I get more confident with it, like, I mean, like endo and stuff is like, it's different. Cause it's like they either need it or they don't. It's like an emergency type situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, like crowns and stuff, if it was like a three surface, four surface filling, I would just, either leave it or just be like, yo, keep, we'll, you know, we'll keep an eye on this and then down the line we can consider it or something like that. Um, but now that I'm more confident, I'm like more inclined to be like, you know, I just, and I've seen, cause I work in a, on Sundays, I work in an emergency office. Uh, so it's purely emergencies and the number of like cracked teeth and stuff that come in, I've had endo and not had a crown or have like three or four surface filling and not a crown. And, um, so now that I've seen what can happen, because obviously, like you learn about it and stuff, but seeing it clinically, um, now that I'm, I'm like really pushing patients to be like, no, like you should get a crown, like this can happen, and I see it all the time. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that it's that whole thing where if you're not doing something at least once a week, then can you really be good at it? You know? Yeah, and that's I think that's the thing with like oral surgery, like wisdom teeth, like. It's not necessarily hard to do, but if we're not do, if we're not doing it regularly enough, you're not gonna have the confidence to do it like once every couple months. Like it's not safe to do it at that point. I feel like. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good, man. So tell me, like, what do you like? What are you doing outside of dentistry these days? Like, what's exciting you outside of dentistry? Sure. Uh, well, I go to the gym a lot. I, I enjoy powerlifting. Oh, nice. I do that on the side. That kind of keeps me sane. Which yeah. Is fun. Apart from that, <laughs> I I I used to game a lot. I I used to go for like European tournaments for oh really for, for, for esports for games. I I used to play uh, Halo back in the day. Halo yeah. two, Halo three, okay. Halo yeah. Reach. Nice. Yeah. So that's where um, you got your dexterity from. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that was it. Um. So, so I not nearly as much anymore. I bet I barely play anymore. But a lot of my very dear friends are. Uh, that I'm uh, that I'm currently still friends with, you know, all, all my best friends are pretty yeah. much from that time. So we yeah. we use this, you know, we use Discord to speak, yeah. and they're you know throughout the world. Uh, speak to all of them. I don't game nearly as much anymore, so it's really just uh, dentistry, powerlifting, and uh, friends at the weekends. To be honest, and family, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um... Is a powerlifting thing like a competitive thing you're doing, or is that just like a side hobby? No, it's just pure. No, it's just it's just fun. It's yeah. just for fun. Yeah. I, I would I would do it competitively, um, but I just I, I wouldn't want to kind of um, 
embarrass myself. I, <laughs> I want to I want to hit some pretty decent numbers before yeah before trying uh, considering to do it yeah on the platform. But, How do you find because uh, um, I like I work out a fair bit too. Um, and how do you like does it come into your mindset of like i know for example like say if i'm working an afternoon shift and i have like the morning off and i've had it done before like i'll do like a back like a heavy back day or a heavy shoulder day and then yeah. like i'm struggling at work <laughs> like my, my sure. posture maybe my posture is bad but like i have like <laughs> my like my my the hand like i'm left-handed so i hold like the mirror in my right hand and i always have like my elbow up kind of like it's like bad posture and i'm just like yeah. burning i'm like oh man like i should have planned this better <laughs> i touch wood Touch wood. I, I've not had that issue yet. Yeah, um, it's been it's been good so far. What two things that I definitely think help from that standpoint are uh, a saddle chair and loops. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, magnification. I think that's definitely a good thing. What that, uh, what magnification I, do you work with? Because I've been wearing loops since dental school as well. So, sure. I use a uh, three point five. Okay. Yeah. Same. I think it's a good number. You can do like endo with it pretty decently, and you can yeah, you can have a pretty good field of view, so it's not too bad. Yeah, um, it's great. Yeah. I. I I th- I think that's you know we both of us are uh, fans of Howard Howard Ferran. Yeah, from, uh, yeah, he loves his magnification. <laughs> yeah, he loves his magnification. He always and, talks you know, about I, it. Yeah. And I agree with him wholeheartedly. Yeah. You know, if you can't see what you're doing, then how can you possibly be a good dentist? You know? Yeah. I, and the the moment I got them, I I was I was somewhat I wasn't. I was a bit apprehensive. I was thinking, "Oh wow, I'm I'm going to use these as a crux, and I'm going to be terrible without them, and I'm yeah. just going to be completely so." And I was right, but it was a good thing that was right because yeah. I was looking, and I was like, "Geez, there's so <laughs> much here that needs done," you know. <laughs> uh, so if anything, it's going to make you more money. Yeah, you know? for sure, um, it's a good investment. It's 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 a great investment. It's a really good investment. Yeah, I've been. Um, we have a uh, one of my offices I work at. We have like a visiting endodontist that comes in like once a week um and she has like a portable uh, microscope that she uses oh that's cool uh, yeah so i mean like i mean it's a it's a bit of a ways away but uh, i think when i open up a practice i it'd be nice to work with a microscope because you can it's even like that much more magnified so he can do like more fine work um, yeah yeah there's this absolutely. guy i follow on instagram um his username's like it's his name so i think he's in uh, malaysia or like singapore and uh, he posts all his cases and, he, and because this uses a microscope, you can like record at the same time, like an HD. Oh, uh, nice. So he has like amazing, like quality, like photos and videos that he p- uh, posts like of his cases. Um, like, awesome. And doing every, like he's a general dentist. He does like endo, he does like restorative crowns, all that. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be cool. I think that's something I want to like invest in for sure. Like once I have my own space to uh, get a microscope and work with that, it'd be pretty cool. That'd be great. That'd be great. No, I, I, I would very much like a microscope as well. It's just they're they're very expensive. Yeah, <laughs> and, and a bit cumbersome as well. They're not exactly the most. Uh, yeah, it's not very mobile and. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely something for the future. Okay, so talk to me. Applications. Yeah, so we'll finish off with. Um, I just want to sort of see what your plans are like going forward. Like next, say, um, I mean, you're two years into like work. Is it two years now? You're in the second year of work. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is my second. Year. Yeah. So, like, where do you want to end up? Like, in the next like three, three to four years, like, is practice ownership a thing over there that like you guys aspire to, or is that something that's not like really something you're working towards, or like, what are your plans basically for like next like uh, owning a practice? Yeah. Um, for myself, I, 
I I would like to move. I I, I would I, I my my kind of long term plan isn't to stay in Scotland to practice dentistry. Okay. So that's why I'm getting a lot of things behind my belt as quickly as possible. You know, do Invisalign and um MFDS exam and as many things as I possibly can, and then hopefully move um away for numerous reasons. Numerous reasons. Um. One of which just being, you know, I don't, I just don't want to stay in the same country for for my entire life. I want to see the world yeah. as much as possible. It's a good experience. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I did some, um, maybe a topic for another time, but I did some dentistry work experience over in New Zealand for two, for two weeks. Oh, nice. And you know, I just kind of me and two of my colleagues from from dental school, and yeah. we all three of us just fell in love with the country. Yeah, you know, absolutely fell in love with it. So I'd like to go there and practice, or possibly Australia or singapore so that's my goals but to get there you know a lot of people have similar goals who are also dentists yeah. you know i want to go there so you really need to stand out so that's why i plan on getting as much cpd behind my back as much experience behind my back yeah. as possible and obviously with that comes yeah. money you need to get the money to do these things so yeah and i, I think with the uk especially um because obviously like you know i came up in the australian dental system there so um, we had a lot of dentists from the UK over there. There's a lot of um, British and like Scottish dentists because of the whole yeah. NHS. I think like the whole NHS side of things and the compensation you guys get like for procedures um, compared to like what we get over here or like what they get in Australia is like crazy. So um, yeah, we had we had like a lot of like faculty at the school. We had a lot of like uh, clinical demonstrators that you know they're like working in the city and they would drop in for a couple of days um to like supervise us or teach us uh, a lot of guys from the uk so i think it's definitely a pretty cool option and um yeah i'm sort of um yeah i'm, a, I'm in limbo as well like in my future because um so i got married like uh, almost three years ago now oh and wow. uh my wife uh, like we were dating before we went to australia um so i started dental school and then she got in the following year to do medicine um so she's just there now right now so we're doing a bit of long distance she's like finishing up her uh, her med degree um so she's going to be finishing up in about uh like two three weeks so i'm going to australia in a month uh, for her graduation all that um, oh, awesome but yeah like i mentioned like it's hard to come back to canada uh, like doing medicine abroad so um she's like written all her exams for canada to try and like apply next year for for a position here but like i said the percentages are pretty low even if you like you do everything right so um, in the back of my mind, I'm sort of um, playing with the idea or like obviously planning for the idea of moving back to Australia if I have to, uh, if she doesn't get in here. Um, so, yeah, it'd be cool. If you end up in Australia, let me know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come, yeah. You come, to, uh, come to Melbourne. It's like a pretty cool place to live. So Yeah, yeah. I've got some friends in Melbourne. Oh, yeah? I'll meet you there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll open a <laughs> open practice. A Why not? <laughs> uh that's awesome and uh yeah uh, i just want to thank you um so i started this you know newbie dentist page uh, it's been a few months since like a little side project i i started and you were one of the first people to message me and that meant a lot to me and um it sort of like validated like what i was doing um because it's so like so small time relative to like those big guys out there um, oh yeah absolutely but um no, I... but um working towards it and like i want i wanted i wanted to be a place like especially the newbie dentist podcast too like i don't want to be necessarily always just interviewing like the top specialist or um i just want to talk to like you know average you know general dentist uh yeah not yeah, that exactly. you know, you're just average or anything but no no no, um, no. I, I, exactly <laughs> mean. I, yeah. no I agree with you. And just, it's a great platform and just uh, yeah, just talk to people who are doing the same thing i'm doing and and see how things are going so 
uh thanks again for you know giving me an hour of your time um oh, hopefully, hopefully uh hopefully we'll do this again pretty soon and and stay in touch and um and yeah it'll be interesting to see how try and get more cases on instagram i think you've You've been lacking a little bit. So. I know, I know, yeah. I know. How. Yeah. To be honest, I'm, I'm waiting until I get my, my my nice new macro lens and my ring flash. But once I get them, oh, yeah? trust me. What I, do you, uh, right. Because I'm, like, I'm, like, you see my, that's one, I think it's one of the things holding me back is, like, my picture quality is just terrible. Because uh, I just use, like, the um, like the chair side intro, intro camera or my iPhone oh, okay. for most pictures. Um, so what setup do you have, like, for camera-wise? Like, what do you, have you done, like, research into that or...? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've actually I have a little bit. Um, I'm rocking a 1300D Canon SLR camera. Yeah. But I'm, right now I've just got the the kind of bog standard lens on it. But mm-hmm. I'm looking. For, I'm going to be getting a hundred uh, millimeter macro lens with a ring flash. That's pretty much the ideal setup. Macro lens. Um, yeah, a hundred millimeter ma- macro yeah. and ring flash. But once I get them, you know. Every case that I see, pretty much, is going to be getting it's going to be up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I promise, I promise. Yeah, good. <laughs> we can win competition. <laughs> no, but I, it's. I mean, it's one thing. Like, I'm a competitive guy. Like, just. I mean, like, I was an athlete growing up. Um, but like in a good way. I mean, there's a. I see cases. Competition is a good thing. Yeah, like yeah. I, I see. There's like a lot of guys. Like uh, there's this one guy, um, Omar. Uh, he's like in Dubai, um, and he's like, I think he's got about like pretty good like four or five thousand followers and he does like amazing work um and he's been pretty like we talk a lot on instagram like um he comments on my stuff and i message him from for his stuff uh but yeah just like people like that who are you know just general dentists as well but doing like awesome work it's just like it's really motivating like i try and not like i, I was like half-assing it and like not using rubber dam for like most restorations but like honestly since i started this thing and like and like knowing in the back of my mind like i want a picture of this case like i'm so much more yeah. like Focus and like I need to make this look good. So, yeah, <laughs> so no, it's a good thing. It's, it's a good awesome. Focus. It's a yeah, it's a great, great way to do better work, and I've yeah. I've definitely improved a lot like in the past few months since it started. And you have this. the time to do it, so do it. Yeah, exactly, and that that's one thing I have the time, so I can, um, yeah, and that's a good point because I was even in offices where I wasn't fully booked, I would still book myself like less time because I wanted to work on my speed. Uh, but yeah, now I think I've started to do that. You know, go the other way and. If I'm not fully booked, I might as well take an extra like 15, 20 minutes doing a procedure just so I can one, do it better and two, like get pictures and document it better. So, um, but yeah, it's all fun, man. It's, it's a cool little community that we have going. Um, you know, just the fact that like me and you are talking right now, like that, like that wouldn't have happened, you know, if I like didn't start this page exactly. and stuff. So that's it. It's great. Um, it's no, awesome thank you stuff. so much for, for inviting me. I had a great day. Yeah. You're, you're, your early adapter so <laughs> hopefully <laughs> hopefully once the show takes off uh, if it does then, then we'll get you back on with a larger audience <laughs> it sounds good man awesome man thanks a lot um all the best and uh, stay in touch yeah you too man i'll see you in a bit take care bye